Before we talk to Nan Whaley, who's running for governor of Ohio, we'll point out again that we've reached out to every person running for governor of Ohio. Doesn't matter, right, left, libertarian. Do they have someone running? I'm not sure. Equal opportunity. Yes. Let's talk to the mayor of Dayton, though, Nan Whaley. Hi, Nan. How are you? Good morning, Nan. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. We're good. Thank you. Does it matter to you as a candidate whether it's the incumbent in uh, Governor DeWine or Jim Renacci? Does it matter for you personally who you run against? Well, look, I think they both are very similar in the fact that their party has been in charge for the past three decades. And in that three decades of one-party rule, folks have just gotten further and further behind in Ohio, and Ohio hasn't been doing much better. So I, I believe they both are part of the problem. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you get into politics? Do you have a family? Let us let us know a little bit about you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been the mayor of Dayton for eight years. I uh, have loved being the mayor of a city that has had its fair share of challenges, but is uh, gritty and resilient and fights its way through and comes out on the other side stronger. Uh, I've lived here since I went to the University of Dayton with my husband, Sam. Uh, My parents actually moved to Ohio. I'm from Indiana originally, and they moved to Ohio about eight years ago, live in a suburb of Cincinnati. And my brother and his wife live in Cincinnati with uh, my niece and nephew. So uh, I'm trying to increase the population of Ohio. I'm doing everything (laughs) I can. I think think that... <laughs> uh, the, the state house should do that too. And you're still a young lady, 45 years old. Did you? Well, thank you. <laughs> did Did you? Was it an option? Well, it was an option. Did you debate whether or not running for Senate first, and then maybe going for governor a little bit later in life? Or look, I mean, as mayor, you strive to want to get some things done, right? And mayors are people that don't have the luxury of looking away. Uh, every problem, regardless of who's really responsible, sits on a mayor's desk. And I think we need a governor like that. Uh, You know, the Senate is more uh, a place that does a lot of votes, thoughtful work, but it's not an action oriented job. And uh, and when you become mayor, it's it's, um, I think it's probably the toughest job in politics. Mm -hmm. But because you you get things done and can see on the ground what needs to happen and can set a vision for what needs to happen like long term, I think that is better served in the governor's seat. And we're just not seeing that at the state house, you know. I mean, the state house has been called by the FBI the most corrupt state house in the country. Guys, that takes some work. Yes, it does. And, uh, uh, and you know, I think we need new and bold and different kind of leadership. And, and that's really what drives me into this race. And this is your second go-round, your second try for governor, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I, I ran briefly in 2017 and um, uh, recognized I just did not have the political support across the state. I was mm-hmm. very new. I was much younger even, right? Um, but I loved the process, learned a lot, and... You know, um, from what Dayton's been through these past few years and the leadership that I've grown these past in these past few years, I think has really changed and made me even more ready to, to take on this challenge. Nan Whaley's with us. She's running for governor of Ohio. She's the mayor of Dayton. So we know what know. Mike DeWine has done. How would you do things differently? Well, look, uh, like I said, I think the people of Ohio deserve better. What we've seen in the past three decades of one party rule is that um, a lot of self-dealing and self-interest at the state house, and we're paying for it. You know, on this latest scandal of First Energy, uh, they actually took bribery briberies that the federal government said in order to bail out a company, and we're paying that every single month on our electric bill. Even if, like me, you don't get your energy from First Energy, like if you don't get your utilities, the mine comes from Dayton Power and Light. I'm still paying every month for that bribery scandal. 
Uh, and that kind of self-dealing is what's gotten our state further and further behind. You know, people in, in, uh, around here in southwest Ohio see their bills going up, but their pay going down. And we can change that with new leadership in the governor's office. Uh, and I think we can, I think we can uh, make Ohio the place that it deserves to be. I love this state. It has huge opportunity, but it has lost its way because it has politicians that care more about what a lobbyist thinks than what a regular Ohioan thinks, and that is wrong. Let me throw a couple things at you. Are you for or against legalized sports betting? Well, uh, I'm certainly open to it. I know there's big fights at the state house about a lot of revenue. Who gets to choose uh, that again? Um, I think it has to be very transparent in the process because what the state house does is does a lot of self-interest and self-dealing when they pass these laws instead of thinking what's best for Ohio. But certainly I'm in favor of sports betting for Ohio, but if this process isn't done transparently, you know somebody's getting paid on the other end. Yeah, you want to know yeah, where the money's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. true. Yeah. And you know, uh, Nan, so much has been made of Governor DeWine not living here in Columbus where he kept his personal mansion, and before him, Kasich did the same thing, <laughs> didn't utilize the mansion. If you win the seat and you're the governor of the great state of Ohio, will you move to Columbus and actually... Uh, you know, reside in the governor's mansion. You can listen to us every morning. That's man. what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Guys, I just want to let you know, I don't have a mansion. So I don't have a mansion to live in right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll definitely be living in Columbus. Uh, you know, I think that's a big difference, uh, both between Renee and DeWine and myself. You know, look, I'm not a millionaire. I come from the working class. I proudly, uh, proudly come from people that work hard, play by the rules, and try to get ahead by working hard and playing by the rules, like most Ohioans. And so, um, no, I don't have, like, two mansions to fall back on uh, <laughs> once I'm elected governor. Hey, what about the le- – and we read a story a couple days ago about getting signatures to get this on the ballot, the legalization of uh, marijuana. Now, we know it medical. It's, it's but legal now, recreational. now, but recreational. Yes, I've been in favor of this for quite a long time. Um, uh, Dayton was actually the first city in the state, a large city in the state, to decriminalize marijuana. And frankly, we would have gone further if the state law would have allowed us. And so people in Dayton voted for that. We supported that. um, But yeah, for legalization of marijuana. Okay. Yeah, I know a big thing with you is, you know, because a lot of people are headline readers. You see something in the news and they just say this person believes this without knowing it. And without getting too in-depth, maybe the Reader's Digest version, you Mm -hmm. want tougher gun laws. Basically tell people in simple terms what you what where you stand there. Well, let me be clear that this is not about responsible gun owners. We have many of them in Ohio. But nine out of 10 Ohioans believe and agree with common sense gun legislation where we make sure that people that um, shouldn't have access to guns, you know, don't have access to guns. Like, uh, like the, um, the, the man who um, was um, mentally not capable for having an assault-like weapon in my community on August 4th, where he killed nine people and injured 26 more in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the rate of 32 seconds. It does not have to happen. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, we can do better in Ohio. And nine out of ten Ohioans agree with me on the changes that need to be made to make sure that those kind of things don't happen again. So who's been the person that's been stopping this? Well, honestly, What's standing in your people, way? Not, not surprisingly, it's the people that make money off of gun, gun mm-hmm. makers. And so, you know, they're interested in people having more guns. And so any time there's a threat to, to their bottom line of, producing more guns. They like to have um, the democracy, you know, um, on its back. They like people to answer 
by buying and making guns. And those are the people that have a tremendous amount of power because this, this state yeah. house, again, the most corrupt state house in the country is only interested in self healing and self interest. And these guys have a lot of money and a lot of, um, a lot of um, swagger to be able to push in that state house. Has there been any legislation passed since that shooting in Dayton here in this, in the state? The only legislation that has been passed. And again, not talking about people that are responsible with their guns. Right, right. You know, that's not that's not what we're talking about. The only legislation we've been that has been passed has been this uh, stand your ground bill that makes every community in our in our in our state less safe. It's why police chiefs uh, and and police officers have been against this bill. It's wildly extreme. And um, and Governor DeWine heard do something in Dayton and actually went the opposite direction to make our communities less safe. So what are you doing from here forward? You know, the you got a primary. Are you doing campaign stops a couple times a month? What do you, What's your schedule couple, like? A couple times a month, please. Like, <laughs> you know, at least every week. Uh, okay. So we've, been, we've been traveling the state. Uh, we plan to be in every single county in the state. I think we've been around 25 so far. Uh, you know, um, I think it's really important. I mean, I, I, I'm in this race because I think places like Dayton and smaller smaller cities have been forgotten and ignored. And uh, we want to listen and hear what they want for their communities and how the state and the governor can be a true partner with them. They haven't had that for three decades. That's why they're mad. I think they should be mad. And it doesn't have to be this way. And it's time for a change because Ohio deserves better. And so we're out uh, visiting and traveling. We're going to hit probably some county fairs this next month and um, just see Ohio and give Ohio a better, different choice for what their future can be. In your uh, position with the U.S. Conference of Mayors, how does how does that work? Is it the mayors from the smallest little towns and cities <laughs> yeah. in the state and in the, in the country, all the way up to the big urban areas? What do you do with the U.S. Conference of Mayors? What does that yeah. entail? I'm the president of the United States Conference of Mayors. Okay, it's every city it's every city in the state. I represent <laughs> every city in the country. That is 30,000 or larger. So pretty much every town around. Uh, and it's a great honor, frankly, to get chosen to do this. I'm the fourth Ohio mayor in the history of the conference to be chosen by my, by my peers to lead, lead and represent and advocate for cities across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the seventh woman ever. I, I mean, there's not a lot of lady mayors. And so it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of us. And so I'm really honored uh, to get to do that work. And, you know, one of the things we're really proud of is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. We, we push really hard on bipartisanship. Uh, mayors are one of the last place that, you know, um, there's not a Democrat or Republican pothole. It's a pothole. you got to fill it. And so we work together to really push bipartisanship and believe that democracy is better served when we work together. Uh, and so I don't know if you saw last night, but the, um, both McConnell, Mitch McConnell and Rob Portman and President Biden have all come together on the bipartisan infrastructure proposal. And yeah. that's something like I was at the White House two weeks ago with Republican Mayor David Holt of Oklahoma City saying, like, let's get this done, both Democrats and Republicans coming together. So the mayors are key in that. It's really the last place you see both Democrats and Republicans sitting at the ta- same table trying to get stuff done. So that's uh, that's the work that, that I mm-hmm. get to do as president of the conference. And I'm really proud of the work we've already seen and to make our cities um, better and have the resources they need to get to get stuff done. You know, you mentioned going to county fairs. Is there a photo op with you and a turkey leg in your future? <laughs> Corn dog. <laughs> Corn dog. I like the I like the um, the lemon shakeups the best. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's get I-75 finished. What's that been under construction oh, for 15 man. years? My gosh. 
30, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> they get done and they start it again, right? The 75 corridor is constantly under construction. So. And it certainly gets a beating. We need that new infrastructure, that's for sure. Nan Whaley, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Very good. Hey, thanks a lot. Check me out at nanwhaley.com. Appreciate you guys. All, All right. Bye-bye.